It's the Dogcast, episode number 360. Dogs win big over the Troy Trojans, 66-0. Let's break it down for you. Fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 360. Uh, me and Old Dog are sitting here in the bunker, and you know, he just said, So, are we going to do the rose colored glasses episode, or are we going to do what we actually saw out there? Which, as you all you listeners know, that means when Old Dog says that, boy, he's got plenty of things to, to be pissed off about. Now, you no, no, just really just one. And and we may as well get it out. Just. Yeah, let's get out of the way because I was going to talk about rushing. Right. Hell, you can't damn not yeah. like the rushing. Oh, oh no, I did. But I mean, let's realize who we were playing, and basically what it what it boils down to is we on defense. We we have got to get pressure on the quarterback because our Secondary is horrendous, and it is going to be a very, very, very long season for us if we are unable to sack, pressure, make the other quarterback uncomfortable. If we run up against a team like we did with South Carolina, who has a good offensive line and can let their quarterback have some time, then it spells mucho trouble sure. for us. Just like and just like South Carolina, you know, I mean Dylan Thompson looked like an all world quarterback. And uh, you know, but like you said, our defensive backs I mean, they're still just not there, man. We're, we're, I mean we had Troy we had Troy receivers just running wide open, just wild everywhere, anywhere they wanted to go, you know, just wide open. Yeah. And I mean, yet, it, but now, it, it, is, it is so bad that it's not Damian so bad that we Swan, couldn't pitch a shutout. It made Damian Swan sick. I mean, we pitched a shutout against basically a high school team. Sure, but you can't. All I'm saying is you can't have it both ways. You just can't have it both ways. But what you can't say? Hey, it was it was a great it was a great victory. I'm glad we I'm glad we shut but, somebody out. You have to be I'm worried glad, about something, so you're worried about the I'm, future, I'm, right? I'm, I'm worried about playing SEC competition. Well, I'll tell you this. Here's the good news. The good news is Tennessee has a terrible offensive line. If Tennessee had a better offensive line, I'd be more worried. But they don't have a better offensive line. Hell, I don't know if their offensive line is any better than Troy's. It is. Eh, I, I will. I will. I will categorically tell you <laughs> right now, it is because uh, yeah, maybe. because they are SEC. They're an SEC team, all and right. they didn't and they didn't play Oklahoma all well, that bad. 
I'm wow. telling you, I'm telling you, and I know you don't want to think it, but we are in for an absolute dogfight next Saturday. You are with another crazy. prestigious noon kickoff. You're crazy. Hell, they damn near beat us last year. Yeah, and they're, they're not better, as good as they were last year. Hell, yes, no, they're, they're not they're better, better than they were last they're year. Better. Oh, hell yeah. And Jeff Driscoll's fixing to kick our tail, too, right? Man, Jeff Driscoll is garbage. Florida (laughs) is garbage, all right? Florida's garbage, and Tennessee is freaking garbage, too. We're going to win next week. Derek, so is our defensive secondary. That's true. Will you you admit our defensive secondary is garbage? It is so bad, it gave Damian Swan a week-long headache. <laughs> Listen, I agree. Let's talk about the actual game we had yesterday. Your number 12 ranked Bulldogs. We uh, we just rank, came out today. We're ranked number 12. Let's talk about the good, all right? Let's not talk about pass defense just yet. Let's talk about let's talk about Isaiah McKenzie, the human joystick. Dude, do you realize we already have more punt return yards by by a wide margin? than we had all of last year. Let me tell you something. And you know why? That's because our coaching staff made a decision to actually try to return punts. Well, are you prepared, though, as I am, we really have substantial change on special teams. I mean, we now have measurable substantial change. I'm pretty happy. I mean, we really have improved special teams this year. There's no doubt about that. We have. I, I will in, grant in, that. In all and phases. I just wish they'd let Marshall Morgan kick every one out of the end zone. Kick coverage, kick returns, punt returns, even damn punt coverage. Really, we really have made real measurable have, material strides in all the special team phases. I, I agree wholeheartedly. We and, actually... We actually decided to take special teams seriously. We're putting better players out there, and and as such, we're getting better results. No doubt. So I was really happy to see. And again, you have to preface everything we're saying. We all get it against Troy. Well, here's, here's the deal. We can take nothing away from beating Troy. I mean, we're still the same team that beat Clemson. And we're still the same team that lost to South Carolina. And I, I, we, we did nothing to improve or not to improve against Troy. Troy was a glorified scrimmage against somebody other than our own players. Sure. It was just a bunch of guys that were, you know, out there. It was, it was a, it was a pickup football game. In front of 95,000 people. We said last week, you said that we didn't even have to show up. We probably could have beat them with 40 or so really good fans, you know? Mm-hmm. And I re- they were, and we told everybody that they were bad. And yet, they were much, much worse than even I thought they were. You look at that opening drive. <laughs> I mean, how do they come away with no points on that opening drive, you know? That's just classic. Uh, I mean, it's classic. It, Let's call it, it's it Clemson. Because, it's because they were horrible. Yeah, they're horrible. They, so they were. How about how about Sony Michelle? I tell you what, um, Sony Michelle. Really, when you watch him run, the way he gets to the edge and everything. I mean, you know, he's no Todd Gurley uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, but and, and I this 
really, the jury's still out a little bit for me on who's going to become the better running back, uh, Michelle or Chubb. But, Chubb. man, Sony Michelle, don't, when you watch Chubb. him... Chubb is the better of the two running backs. Well, yeah. Well, you know, as it as it it would seem that way, but you know, as but we still got a lot of football to play. You know, I mean, hell, Chubb could. I mean, anything can happen, right? That's but, right. But here's the thing: when you watch Sonny Michelle play right now, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking about early Keith Marshall, and I'm thinking, man, you know, Sonny Michelle is the player that we hoped and we wanted Nick Marshall. I mean, I keep Nick, Keith Marshall. I got Nick Marshall on the freaking brain. I'm, I'm looking ahead. I'm, I'm getting caught looking ahead, old dog. Keith Marshall, he's the player that we all wanted Keith Marshall to be, you know? Um, man, I mean, he's fulfilling the promise of Keith Marshall, really, you know? He gets to the edge, and he can, you know, be marginally effective between the tackles as well, you know? And... Uh, I, I'm really happy. I, I I really like Sonny Michelle, and I really like Nate Chubb. I really like that club. I think he needs to. I think we ought to leave the damn club on Nick Chubb. I love it. <laughs> I love that damn club. I, I want I him. I want him stiff arming people with the club. I don't know about that. And you know, and bringing up Keith Marshall. I mean, you really got to feel sorry for that guy. I, I do too. I, I really mean, because his. I don't know how bad his injury is. But even before the injury, he is the fourth best running back we've got. Well, running against the running behind the same line that Sony Michelle was running against, running behind, running against the same defense that Sony Michelle was running against. You know, he had five carries for like fourteen yards and one catch for negative. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I was mean, like, wow. I, I I think probably I when him. all when all is said and done, the best thing that we're going to be able to. Say about Keith Marshall is he brought his friend Todd Gurley along with him. Yeah. Yeah, he is slowly inching his way towards irrelevancy. Oh, and, uh, absolutely. And I mean, or I mean, not feel... just irrelevancy, because he's kind of irrelevant right now, but, uh, you know, as a contributor, and I don't mean that as any disrespect to Keith Marshall. I know he has worked his tail off, and he really does deserve better, you know, and I wish... He, I wish we could get it for him. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's just it's a situation of talent, and he's the fourth best we've got right now. Right. And, and it may be fifth. I mean, yeah. I'd actually oh, really? I, I Maybe. feel I better. I feel better with Brandon Douglas running the ball, man, as that, opposed to Keith Marshall. It wasn't but, even fair. It really wasn't even fair. We we unleashed the Brandon Douglas on those hapless Troy guys. I'm telling you what, he just gets out there and just mashes people. You can't not like the way Brendan Douglas runs the ball, right? Oh, you you got to love it. I mean, he is hard-nosed. And just another little thing in, and I know you brought it up on the pregame show, you know, so much for all the pundits and, and the Keith Marshall coming out. I mean, oh, yeah, those, the, uh, those beat oh, writers. Expect a heavy that, dose of Keith Marshall. Yeah, those yeah. beat writers, they're just looking for shit to write about. Yeah, I mean, they have no idea. Come on. No, they, they really don't. Um, and, and I'm embarrassed, and I'm embarrassed for you that you even quoted it on the show. I know. Well, you know, I quoted it just so I could set it up for being wrong. There you, you go. You know, how about Greg Pike? <laughs> <laughs> throw it, throw Did Greg Pike just throw Sony Michelle to the end zone? Here, you, you go over that. there real fast. Um, man, Greg Pike, hats off to Greg Pike, baby. Hey, what? I, and seriously, 
all kidding aside, what a heads up play. I mean, he's yeah. like, here, I need you to go over there. Right, so I'm just going to pick you up and <laughs> fling you into the end zone. It was awesome. It was so good, man. Um, I will also say I believe Justin Scott Wesley is going to play next week against Tennessee. I'm going to go ahead and go on the record and say that is uh, I believe well, Justin Scott Wesley is going to play. And we definitely, definitely do need a receiver that can stretch Super deep field. The defense. No doubt. Without a doubt. And I mean, he is, he's the kind of receiver that we need. He's big, thick, and fast. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and that is, I mean, you know, McKenzie and all the, they're great. But, you know, 5'11 fast receivers are a dime a dozen. But when the, when push comes to shove, you need somebody big enough to battle some of these defensive backs that can go up and get the ball. No doubt. And, and, and we've got, if we're going to do anything the rest of this year, we've got to get him back on the field and stay I agree. healthy. And I believe he's going to be back, and I believe he's going to be healthy. I don't think health is going to be an issue. I'm yeah. telling you, no, I've, he's really been running hard and playing and getting in game shape for a little better than two weeks now. Yeah. Three and I weeks. think he was ready to go, too. I think this is more dealing with the weed issue than anything else. Yeah, we're going to be damn sure we've got his attention, or at least we're going to try to get his attention. Yeah. Um, let's talk, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a weird day for the crowd yesterday. You know what I mean? Um, I was sitting in the stands with my, uh, with my boys and, um, you know, it was just a it was a sitting down kind of day. It was, I mean, it was well, like I it say, was a I mean, sitting it was, down kind of day, man. Yeah, um, I mean, it was it was great to be in Athens. It was a it was a beautiful day, and we just throttled a, a team that really was there for a paycheck. Absolutely, we it was a thorough it was just a thorough damn whipping. I yeah. mean, in every phase. Um, Quarterbacks, um, Hudson Mason, again, perfectly serviceable, making throws, had some good throws, you know. I mean, he had some good throws, not spectacular. Um, Bryce Ramsey, uh, moments of brilliance, moments of ignorance. I mean, to be to be expected in a kid who hasn't been on the field in two years, you know. But I tell you, man, when he makes the throw, but he throws he throws with authority. He, he throws without fear. He throws a pretty pass. He damn sure does, buddy. But, I mean, you know, he still makes mistakes, no doubt about it. He's definitely – but I tell you, he is the player to beat as far as being a complete quarterback, as a complete offensive, you know, operational quarterback. But, man, was it just me? And I know – let me again say, against Troy, Balta <laughs> looking pretty damn unstoppable in the red zone. I'll take a little more of that damn wildcat. You know what I mean? That was well, so, you know, and, you and maybe, that? and maybe they need to look at that a little bit. You know, going on this season, uh, when we do get in the red zone, maybe put that in there. Now, now, and you know, mean, in general, I'm not a Michelle, fan of the wildcat. I, I know we ran Michelle in the wildcat too. Yeah, but I tell you what, I'm a fan of scoring touchdowns in the red zone instead of trying field goal attempts. Yeah, but you know as well as I do. The first time they trot out a damn Wildcat formation, and they put Sony Michelle in there, and every single linebacker on the other side of the ball says, hey, tackle number one, 
and that he gets stoned at the line of scrimmage, what are you going to say? You're going to say, what the hell are we doing running maybe, the Wildcat? May, maybe Why is it Todd, number three in there? Maybe Stupidest? put Todd Gurley, maybe put Todd Gurley in there on the side of him. <laughs> you know, because in the Wildcat, just because you receive the snap doesn't mean that 100% of the time you have to run the damn ball. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, but, there are all um, kinds of things you can do. I, I mean, know. You can, you run can a little snap to that little jet, guy on the cross in the motion. Off of that. You can you can hand to the guy next to you. Yep. You can do all kinds of stuff. There's no doubt about it, but uh, I, I mean, just know if, if we, we run the base wildcat and it doesn't work, People are going to freak. Mike Bobo, worst offensive coordinator ever. I tell you, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I am not supporting the anti-Mike Bobo contingent right now. I'm just not. I know people, it's, I know it's not popular. I know first and goal from the four, and I know people love to bash Bobo. But, man, I'm telling you, I'm not bashing Mike Bobo right now. Well, and and I mean, it's too early to bash him or not. No, I think he is a very good offensive coordinator. Did he just absolutely lose his damn mind on on first down from the yeah. four yard Does line? Does he call a perfect game got, every week out? When you've got Probably the not. best running back in the country, absolutely not. Does he need the old dog T-shirt on? that says run the damn ball, there is no <laughs> Look damn down. <laughs> Look doubt down. Well, about. he was wearing the old dog T-shirt yesterday. And you, I mean, and would we have 900 the, rushes for 700 yards or something like that? Yeah, more more rushing yards than Mark Rick has, has ever dreamed of having. <laughs> now, let's talk about one more thing that I think is a really nice high point right now. And that is the lack of turnovers, old dog. We've had one turnover through three games. Man, that's fantastic. Oh, there, there's no doubt about it. And it is good to see us trying to create turnovers, even even after a wide-open receiver catches the ball. When we do eventually catch up to him, we are trying to knock it loose. And against Troy, succeeded a couple times. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell you what, man, I'm really happy with the discipline on defense. As far as the discipline on offense and defense in terms of uh, uh, penalties, you know, the J.J. Green thing notwithstanding yesterday. And I did like, one, it really was targeting. I mean, it really was. It's the That was an old school missile right there is what that is. Yeah. You know, no attempt whatsoever to wrap up or conceal it or anything. And then the fact that J.J. Green called himself out. You know, he was like, you know what? That was targeting, you know? Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't do any of that stinking, you know, you know. it was cool, man. I like hey, it. Hey, own, own up to it. I like it. So, uh, yeah, he owned it, baby. One turnover so far, and we've already talked about the pass defense. It's, it is. It's making Damian oh, it, it is, sick. It is horrendous, and it is not going to get any better. Uh, you well, know, not I in think, a hurry. Not well, anytime no, soon. Not, not until uh, – it, it ain't going to get any better until we get different players. The good news is we've got 10, 12 defensive backs – that we can substitute in and out, so we've got fresh people there. The bad news is none of them are worth a damn. Yeah, I know, no doubt about it. So, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. And 
we are not going to be any better. We're not going to be any better at the end of the season than we are right now. It, it's a talent situation. There's no doubt about it. Jeremy Pruitt, I hope, is going to be given enough time to get the kind of people in that he needs. He is a defensive back coach. Hopefully he will attract top-notch defensive backs. That That's our hope. Our hope this year is we have got to create pressure because our best pass defense is going to come from our front seven, not our back four. No doubt. I could not have said it better. And I'll tell you, with that, I only want to have one more thing I want to talk about. And I, I, and I haven't prefaced you. I haven't prepped you for this. So you, know, you know, I want to talk about this college playoff thing because before we even went on the air, you were like, hey, rose-colored glasses, we're back in the top four. And, you know, I was thinking about this. You know, I know what I, know what I don't like about the playoff now. I know one of the things I really don't like about the playoff, and that is the fact that we have this talk about the playoff every week. You know, it used to be back in the day, we did all the bowl projections, and we started talking about bowl projections, which were essentially meaningless, because who cares except about the one bowl. Bowl projections, we started that, that was, we started that in earnest, right after the conference championship game, you know? And sometimes we started a week or two ahead of that, right? But we really didn't start bowl projections until at least week 10, you know? Now, what we're doing now with this college playoff talk all the time, every week, who's in, who's out, what it looks like, that is so tiring to me and so irrelevant. It's so meaningless, you are, you're absolutely correct in that. And just best thing I can tell you is take a Xanax and don't pay any attention to it. It's just because, the biggie be, trying because, to promote their new little product, you know? Well, and, and, and the problem is we've got five ESPN 24-hour-a-day sports channels, and they have got to manufacture stuff to talk about. They have as much clue as to who the final four are going to be is you and I do. And remember, these are the same guys that were calling for a Keith Marshall coming out party. They've got no clue at all what's going on. Who's right. in, who's out. You know, if you listen to them, Missouri was the greatest team in the East. Right. And, and Indiana beat them. Right. Because exactly. it's the first good team they played. Exactly. LSU was unstoppable until Mississippi State did. Yeah, I'll tell you, I who mean, looked unstoppable was damn Dan Mullen's just, offense last night. You know, the problem is you don't know what you have until you play good competition. A plus for us is we're three games into the season, and we've played two good teams. Sure. We have, I think, probably a lot better feel for what we've got and what we don't than most of the teams that are out there now. A lot of them got a real good dose of what they have and what they don't this weekend. Yeah, no doubt Because about it. it was the first time they played somebody in conference or somebody along their talent level. 
Right. And that makes such a huge difference, like you said. That That is really where the rubber meets the road. And we've got a lot more of these games coming, you know? And I'm just, God, I'm so tired with, uh, hey, you know, I heard this guy last week. He said, after week one, I can't remember who it was, but he said, after week one, we were all prepared to announce Georgia was the national champion, you know? After week three, after week two, the second game Georgia played, week three, oh my gosh, Georgia's off the rails, you know? And he said, the real truth is, Neither one of those things is right, you know? I mean, we just don't know, man. And I am just, I'm just tired. I am so tired of the playoff talk already. So tired. And, uh, anyway. So well, I'm not gonna, and, I'm not gonna play into it by talking about it anymore. No. And, and I think for us, it was, it was a good learning experience. The first two games, um, you know, we had some pretty neat, pretty good, exotic kind of blitzes against Clemson and and that really throttled their passing attack against South Carolina we didn't do any of that maybe we had lulled ourselves into a little false confidence that we were better back there than we were or maybe Pruitt just wanted to see what he had yeah and 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 he found out and what we have ain't that good so hopefully he has realized that the only way we are going to stay in ball games and and be relevant at all is to is to pressure the quarterback because given if we give any team time to throw the ball it is going to be an absolute disaster for us Roger that, buddy. And on that sobering note, we're going to wrap up the show. Guys, we really appreciate you calling in. We appreciate all the feedback. I I appreciate the guys who are buying shirts. Guys, I'll tell you, we're still thinking about the the uh, old dog shirt. I I don't know, old dog. We had some pretty good. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking about doing something like a damn little Kickstarter. I'm gonna let these guys buy it and then uh, and then we'll make it. You know what I mean? But uh, we might do it. If you guys want to look at the old dog T-shirt, go to the website at dogcast.com. Old dog, what do you think about uh, putting the recipe? For dog piss on the back of the shirt, you know, put a big picture of your face on the front and big bold letters of for the recipe of dog piss on the back of the shirt. Not not a bad idea. All right, guys. So check out the website dogcast.com. Look at the picture of the old dog shirt. Let us know if you want one. And uh, we're still trying to decide if we want to. Uh, really, honestly, I'm trying to decide if I want to put up my money to buy to make those shirts for you guys to buy them. That's what we're trying to figure out. Um, otherwise, the regular Todd Gurley for Heisman shirt is still for sale. Um, we've got that on the website. Uh, cups are coming in now. So we're going to be getting cup orders out this week. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Everything's awesome. Tennessee coming up next. Um, it's going to be a great day. Great day in Athens. Uh, Mama's Boy biscuits are still awesome. And uh, thanks for listening. Go dogs.